Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number six of the Elevate podcast, the podcast that's out to document and elevate the human experience through conscious conversation. I'm your host, Hayden Humphrey, and today I'm incredibly excited to share with you my conversation with my good friend, Justin Breen. Justin has over 20 years of experience in the media business, has won dozens of editing and writing awards, and is an author of countless viral stories. A graduate of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and former sports editor and assisting managing editor of the Times of Northwest Indiana, Breen was the third employee hired by DNA Info in 2012. In April 2017, Justin left full-time employment to found Brepic Communications, a firm that helps entrepreneurs, leaders, and incredible individuals to build their brands with creative content and successfully create pitches to mainstream media. In this episode, Justin and I talk about his road to entrepreneurship, investing in yourself, and how he scaled his business so quickly in such a short period of time. As always, thanks so much for choosing to spend your time with us. It truly means a lot that you're here, and I can't wait to share this episode with you. Justin, welcome to the show. I really appreciate having you in my network mm-hmm. and also having you as a colleague and as a as a friend. It's cool. I was thinking the other day when you just out of the blue introduced me to Austin. I was like, I really appreciate when I get to the point with people where they don't like need to ask if they can introduce me to people. They just like are like, hey, here you go. Here's this person that I think that you'd get along with. Yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, that's how my business has grown exponentially. Like, Mm. the people um, I hang out with and in my network, they're the most giving people ever. And, like, I just like introducing people to great people because that's that's what it's all about. You know, I I was right, I'm writing this book, I finished it, and uh, it's coming out soon, but it's, uh, during that process, uh, I was talking to myself and writing it out, like what my company really is. Like, like I have a, a PR firm or whatever, right? But really, what my company is, it's um, it's a it's a it's a network of introducing high level people to other high level people, and mm-hmm. for mutual benefit. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. So basically, all day I'm just introing people mm-hmm. uh, to other people because it's like I just like doing it, and I know it's going to help them because the people in my network that keeps growing and growing and growing, they're all these incredible people. And it's like, uh, it's like this really cool blob that is like, it's a glowing blob of amazing, amazing people all over the world. And Mm. it's so much fun to just be a part of that and see where it goes. Mm. I felt very similarly when I think about the network that I used to have or what my network used to consist of when Mm -hmm. I worked in corporate. And it's so interesting now looking at, you know, even the person I live with, the people that I spend so much time with, the people that I connect with online, the people that I have on this show, um, and like being able to just learn from those people and Mm -hmm. be around those people. And in in a lot of ways, I feel like there's just another level of thinking and uh, a level of intentionality in how people are living. And it's so cool to have that kind of rub off. That's a billion percent correct. So when I meet with people now, I very rarely talk about business. We just talk more about life and stuff. Um, mm. uh, I met with a guy recently, so interesting. Um, he's started 
and sold three successful businesses. So he's, you know, he's done very well in his life. And we mm. barely talked about any of that. But what he talked about is you get to a point as a business owner where you find this really awesome satisfaction where I'm definitely at right now. And then after that, you discover bliss. So like, mm. this is a concept. If you had told me three years ago, I was that in corporate, I'd been like, what the fuck are you talking about? But now it's like, I just completely understand it because I'm so pleased with with my life and I see my family all the time and, and uh, mm. I uh, work the, the people that I work with that are there in my network are so amazing and they think give first and they're positive and like they don't think like nickel and dime bullshit and mm. they're just like um, they're like what I do and it just weeds out all nonsense it only attracts the very best people and mm. so it's like when you're surrounded by those people all the time like not not like five percent of the day like a hundred percent of the day mm. you're just inspired to be like that and mm. so I'll go into a room of 20 people like random people and I'll start talking like this and 18 of them will look at me like I'm an alien because they have no concept of what the hell I'm talking about yeah. but one or two will be smiling like and people can't see it but you're mm. smiling now and those are the only people that become my clients or in my network because they're the mm. only ones that understand that this type of life is possible. So yeah. what I do only appeals to those type of people because that's how I am and, and that's how I want to be and, and continue to evolve. Yeah, I love that. Right. That's you the, get it, man. Totally. You, you love it. <laughs> I'm like, so, this is the work. You so know, this is the work that someone, I do. Right. So someone working in, you know, just a, a regular job and or they might not be happy with it or they're complaining about their coworkers and all that bullshit. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking. Like, I can't even, um, I can't even process that anymore mm. because again, when you're 24 seven, you're around all this joy and these people doing great things that that's, that's how you're going to be. Mm. And, um, I've never given an interview like this because it's like, it's, um, it's, uh, one, you don't have the, the format to really go, you know, 55 minutes to an hour, but it's more of like, now I'm at the stage in my life where it's like, this is just how it is. This is how mm. I feel. And, and, uh, you know, again, this, this book is a representation of that. It's like, this life is absolutely achievable if you, yeah. if you just do this stuff and hang out with these type of people. Totally. And, uh, you know, it's a big piece of the kind of content that I want to create through this podcast and through everything else that I'm doing right. is actually having a conversation about who are you? What are you right. up to? Nobody what gives a shit about what you with? do. They care about who you are, dude. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the whole key is like, and I just, by the way, it's nice to swear. It feels very, I feel like a, like it's a Howard Stern interview. Yeah, real. And like Howard, Howard's, the, he's the best interviewer. <laughs> yeah. And I've always tried to emulate his his skill um, and tactics when interviewing people. So I'm very, admire him a lot. But you're right. It's just being, it's being real, dude. And it's, um, it's so refreshing to do that and then be around people who are like that mm -hmm. as well. Like they're authentically living their lives. This is who they are. And if you don't like it, that's fine. There's plenty of people that, that do, and they, they are inspired by that. They're attracted to that and it just builds and builds and builds. Mm -hmm. The thing that, I, you know, in this whole idea of lifestyle design, like mm -hmm. actually being intentional and proactive about how you 
want to create your business and your family and your yep. time and all those pieces, it requires like a level of proactiveness and being okay with being in the discomfort of not knowing. Like it oh, takes a certain God, amount of yes. risk and like, you know, barreling headfirst into these things that you don't know exactly how they're going to turn Correct. out. And so I'm curious for you, like, has that been something that's just always been there for you? Or oh, is that no, something? Dude. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so like, how did that come about? So time. Um, so when you start a business, it takes the, again, what my book is, it's called Epic Business. And so I, I need to tell people that so you can see how the hell I did this. Um, but um, so what it is is essentially 30 secrets and tips that I learned from because essentially 90% of my day is hanging out with very high level entrepreneurs and just listening to them. It's mm -hmm. not about them becoming clients. It's just mm -hmm. like to listen to these people. So anyway, it's the 30 things that I've learned and then implementing it into my company. So the long way of answering your question is that I figured this out because it takes when you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure it out. And so the way my brain is now that, that this wasn't just like an overnight fix. It's like it takes time to figure out who you want to work with, what your process is, how much time you want to devote to different things. And you're constantly evolving. But if you think you're going to start a business and like figure this shit out in a couple of weeks or months, that's just not, I mean, barring some very strange situation, that's just not going to happen. You need mm -hmm. to understand that it's going to take, it's going to take time to do it. And, and in that note, another thing that I've learned, the most important thing is that, um, the number one reason Brad has been successful is because I like to do I do what I really like to do and what I'm good at. I mm -hmm. don't do anything else. So mm -hmm. essentially all I do all day in terms of the actual work is something that I really like to do and I know I'm better at it than anyone else. So if mm -hmm. someone comes to me with asking me to do something else, I go, no, I'll refer you to somebody, but I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. So the time and patience of starting a business is critical and then finding out what you're really, really, really good at. Um, I'm in this program called Strategic Coach, which is an international entrepreneurial program. It's literally, I mean, it's changed my life in every possible way. Mm. And um, that's what it's helped me with is create my unique ability, which is, uh, again, what I'm really good at and what I really like to do. So it's writing these stories, it's pitching them, and then it's interacting with very high-level entrepreneurs who understand investing in themselves and their businesses. So it's not a nickel-and-dime business that would never would look at something as a cost. And like if somebody asks me how much do you cost, they're, I'm not going to work with them because that's the total wrong mentality. Mm -hmm. The people mm -hmm. I work with now, they're like, what does an investment with you look like? And mm -hmm. so when you find someone like that, it's like, you know, and fireworks go off because it's so exciting to to meet people like that. So mm -hmm. that was a rambling way of answering. Like you, you can't just like <laughs> magically make a business out of nothing. You like, mm -hmm. you have to like put the time in. Totally. And that practice, figuring out what you're actually doing. And the piece that I really appreciate about you and, you know, it's so interesting. I know that you and I haven't caught up in a while, um, but I, I forget where I heard this, but somebody was having a conversation with you and, and you were talking about the way that you approach business development and mm -hmm. the way that you approach working with people. And it's basically, here's who you need to be in order to work with me. Mm -hmm. And in, in a lot of ways, if you don't fit this profile, it just doesn't make sense for us to work together. Um, yep. And I think that's so cool because it's so different from how a lot of people, I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs go about growing their business, which is basically like, hey, I need money. I need whatever it is. Yep. And let's work together because I, I need business. So that's what I did when I started for sure. Um, I quickly realized though, again, that number one thing I learned, do what I like to do and what I'm really good at. 
within the first couple of months, that's what I figured out. And then I started weeding out all the, all the nonsense and all the things I didn't want to do and all the clients that looked at things like costs. And I basically just kept doubling down on, on that process of writing stories and pitching them and, and raising mm. rates. And raising rates is critical, by the way. Raise mm. your rates exponentially, you'll weed out anyone who looks at things as costs and not investments. Mm. So anyway, it's good timing that we're talking because within the last week, I just did a slight rebranding on, on my main website, which is uh, brepicllc.com. But I put up there at the top, premium PR exclusively for visionaries and exceptional businesses. Mm. So that's it. it. That's Those are the only people that I want to work with within my firm. Mm. Either you have to be a visionary, someone who totally gets it, is thinking big and then actually living those dreams, or you have to be a truly exceptional business that is changing the world, helping people, doing some remarkable technology or something like that. If you're just a nickel and dime restaurant that's, or something like that, I'll, it, it's not a good fit for what I do. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's like I hear world class in not only in who you work with, but also how you hold yourself as a business owner. Heck and yeah, and I think you have to do that because, well, you don't have to do that. I would recommend you do do that because... Um, so I started raising my rates a ton, and even people close to me who were friends, they were like laughing. They're like, people are going to pay that much? I go, hell yeah, they are because the right people will. Mm. And I might even raise my rates again pretty soon because mm. of the demand. But but um, when you have this attitude that is not cocky but confident, there's a big difference between cocky and confidence. Confidence mean, means you know what you're really good at and you know that, that you're exceptional at, at a certain thing. Cocky means you think you're good at everything, which I'm definitely not. If you ask me to screw a light bulb in, I'll have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> but at this particular thing, writing, pitching these stories, I know that I'm better than almost everyone on the planet. Mm. So when you have that confidence, it attracts these other visionary people who have built their businesses from nothing and are super confident, and they understand that investing in themselves has led to them creating these amazing businesses. So those are the people I attract. I don't really attract anyone else because they don't they don't think like I do mm. which is fine um it's just when you the word you said was proactively or what was the word intentional intentionally, intentionally. Mm. when you intentionally know who you are and who you want to be with it changes everything mm. because you you I'm singularly focused on working with these type of people mm. and it's paid off immeasurably in every possible way. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the thing that I hear in that too is there's a certain level of practice that it's taken to get to that point. Yes, yes. And the, you know, the other thing that I find interesting too is you spent a long time in working more corporate kind of traditional uh, My whole roles. life before this. Yeah. Was. And so the thing I get curious about is like, what was the thing that had you decide this isn't for me anymore? Mm -hmm. I want to do something else. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. So I had my job salary cut in half. Uh, February 10th, 2017 wasn't anything I did. It was just job cutbacks. Uh, for a couple months, I tried to find a full-time job. Uh, finding a job is a nightmare. It's horrible. Um, so uh, I started doing some freelance uh, stuff on the side, as, as we talked about earlier, just begging, essentially begging people to do anything. Mm -hmm. So I was working full time as a, as a journalist and doing this stuff on the side. And uh, April 16th, 2017, I decided to actually incorporate while still working full time. From April 16th, 2017 to June 1st, 2017, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients. Mm. After I got my fifth client, I resigned from my full-time job the next day, and then Robert Feeder, who's the top 
media journalist in the Midwest the following Monday did a story that I announced my own firm. So since then, knock on wood, it's been onward and upward. It's yeah. been a really amazing journey. But yeah. uh, just to get to that point, the, I mean, again, like it, it was probably more than five thousand. I say five thousand because it's you know five thousand five clients. But it, I have a giant network, and I reached out to pretty much everyone while still working full time without anyone essentially knowing I was doing this. Uh, there was no conflict of interest or anything, but it was like, it was, uh, <laughs> people are like, oh, you started a business, you're doing great. I'm like, well, they didn't see me then, uh, cause no one knew I was doing it essentially, but yeah. it's like, dude, it's, uh, it's, it's not for everyone. That's for sure. Mm. It's the, it's been cool to watch the absolutely tremendous amount of growth that right. you've had over the last three years. And the thing that I find so fascinating is the level and amount of focus that right. you have. And I, like, I get curious, like, where does that come from? Uh, I've always been like that. So to become a journalist, to get to Chicago, you have to be singularly focused. So before I got the job at DNA Info, I had been turned on by Cranes, the Tribune, the Sun-Times, the Daily Herald, the Naperville Sun, Associated Press, and numerous other organizations within the Chicago market. I never gave up. And actually, I was just prepared to be an entrepreneur by being rejected and kicked mm -hmm. at and you know laughed at mm -hmm. pretty much my whole journalism career. And that just makes you tougher and stronger. Mm -hmm. But um, so the, here's, here's how that works. So when I was applying for all these jobs in Chicago, I would keep a story list of good story ideas. And I just kept building on that, building on that, building on that, building on that. And then when the DNA info job came along, I presented that list and they're like, holy shit, these stories are amazing. I'm like, well, I didn't tell them, but I had been working on it for like seven years. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got that job. So it's very similar to being an entrepreneur, uh, being a journalist, cause it's a uh, tight deadline. It's uh it's a uh, constant stress. It's uh, you know, bang, 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 bang. Next story, next story, next story. And uh, um, so it, it, there were some similarities into that to to starting a business. But that said, when I was in the corporate world, for lack of a better term, they would always find these weird jobs for me because they didn't know what to do with me because I was basically an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I was an mm -hmm. entrepreneur in corporate world, and I was really never I was never meant for that. Doing this now, like mm -hmm. I just. I was always meant to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know it until I had to go through the the salary cut and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. In the, you know, in and this has definitely been, I think every entrepreneur's experience, there's a certain set of mm, strategies, frameworks, like things that just make a business run more effectively mm -hmm. that you run and you run into and explore and learn yes. either through trial and error or <laughs> lots of failure dude lots of failure yeah, or uh, or learning from other people like learning from from mentors mm -hmm. um and and kind of honing the business building side of it like the actual strategic side of it and the thing that i get curious about with entrepreneurs is like what have you seen as far as your own like outside of the business piece of it like your own personal growth over the last three years well wow, that's a super good question dude and i hope you ask that to everyone you interview because that's a really good question. So being an entrepreneur has taught me what I'm really capable of. And then it's taught me um, so much more about myself in terms of how I react to failure, how I react to success, not to getting high, not to not getting too low. Mm. And it's so interesting now where I can react and I'm, I'm kind of staring off in the distance as I'm answering this, but 
I can react now to how my body actually feels when something happens now. And mm-hmm. I was never like that as a journalist. And as an entrepreneur, that's been so cool to like really do a deep dive on myself, which I n- not necessarily didn't have time to do as a journalist, but you don't really think about it because you're a cog in the machine. Mm. On this side of things, it's, you know, sink or swim, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And um, when you go through, I mean, being an entrepreneur, you will go through some fucked up shit, dude, like some severe lows. Mm. And when you get through that, you realize how your body reacts to that and you know you can overcome everything. And then you know when something similar like that happens, you know how to not let that affect you in the same way again mm. because you know how to deal with it, I guess, for, again, in a, in a weird way like that. But mm. that's such a good question, dude. It's a very um, reflective thing. And I think... For the most part, only entrepreneurs who have been through the struggles can really understand it because you learn so much about who you really are and mm. what you're made of doing this way more than you can ever, in, in my opinion, ever do in, in the corporate world. Mm. It's almost like a, I like to think about it as a, <clears throat> as like a container or a crucible. <clears throat> and inside of that, it's asking you to get clear on who do you want to be as a person and what are the core beliefs and stories you have that get in the way of your own uh, success. A hundred percent. Because you can get by in corporate. You Absolutely. can get by, you know, being a people pleaser or, mm-hmm. you know, not asking for what you want. Like you can survive, but if it's your business, it's either working or it's not. That's correct. Um, I was, uh, you know, Dalil mm-hmm. Allison. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was talking with Dalil and, um, we were talking about how, you know, in a, in a business, you know, yes, you got to learn the strategy, you got to learn the tactics, you got to learn how to, you know, market yourself, all that kind of stuff. But really the real work in, in business is not the strategy. It's the, what happened to you when you were six years old? And like, how did that, (laughs) how is that exactly, exactly a hundred percent. So most of my clients are very high level entrepreneurs and I don't want to say 100%, but 99% of them have been through traumatic, traumatic experiences. Either they've had failed businesses or, you know, they had a very difficult childhood or their parents died before they went to, you know, college or in a car accident, you know what I mean, or went through cancer. So entrepreneurs, the, the good ones, they've gotten through all that shit and they've conquered it. And then mm. to go back to your other question, then they've learned about themselves so much because of that. And mm. then they come through on the other side of it with this like, this glow and this determination and this total focus because they know the other side of that and then they know what it takes to get through that. And they and they know, um, they, they it's hard to explain unless you've been through this, but mm. it, you, you just know the, the positive feeling and how you can help people and and make your company even greater. So it's just, um, it's such an interesting process to go through this. And then it's, you're always evolving too, man. You're all, Mm. every day is a learning experience too. Mm. And Mm -hmm. like, I just want to get, um, like I have an amazing network. I'm really good at at, at communicating and, and connecting people, but you can always be better. I was at just at a a meeting with two of the the most masterful connectors I've ever met. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, Maury Elstein and and Bill Himmelstein. They're I mean these guys they 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 know every you know every CEO and fun, like these are like the top CEOs in mm-hmm. Chicago mm-hmm. and and they're and they're just connecting me and all these guys because they like to do it mm-hmm. and uh, 
it's just great. It's just great to be around those people all the time. People that are genuinely in every sense of the term, living their lives, like yeah. living, not yeah. going through the motions, waking up, dealing with bullshit at work. They're like really enjoying their lives and making a difference. Totally. Well, it's interesting, you know, what you said around a lot of the entrepreneurs that you've connected with have had traumatic things happen to them. Yeah. Because it's almost what I would imagine is it's almost this experience of like waking up. If you have something really terrible happen to 100%. you and you come through it, it, yep. it becomes this um, experience of contrast. And the contrast is the thing that shows you it doesn't have to be like it's been. It can be different. I can shift it. I can change yep. it. I can create something new for myself. Yep. Um, and, you know, even if, you know, nothing terrible has happened to you or nothing traumatic has happened to you, that can still be something that you can create for yourself. Like you can create your own contrast by putting yourself in more difficult situations, by, you know, hiring people who um, confront you in a positive way, mm -hmm. by, you know, getting involved in situations that make you uncomfortable. Because ultimately it's the discomfort and the, uh, the contrast of it that teaches you who you are, teaches you what's actually possible and yes. gives you an idea of what you want to create for yourself. You, you learn about what you're good at and what you uh, need someone else to help you with. So again, the strategic coach program that I'm in, which is, I mean, that's what's really changed a lot of things. But, um, and I've, I've referred so many people to that for that. So for that program, you have to make uh, between like, you have to be a business owner. So it's all entrepreneurs. There's no like, mm -hmm. it's all, so it's, and you have to make, I think between 250 and a million. And I think it's up to 12,500 a year. So three years ago, like the thought of that would have been like, it would have been like landing on the moon. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, that's just a good investment. I'd totally. easily pay, I'd pay way more than that because the people that you surround yourself with in that, it's one, they're unbelievable too. They're around the world. Three, it's helped me scale my business. It's helped me uh, develop more free time for my family. It's helped me really understand my unique ability, meaning, again, what I'm really good at and what I like to do. And then, like you said, hire people or find people to do all the other stuff yeah. that I'm not good at. Yeah. So 90% of my day now, is, my days now are focusing on my unique ability. Nice. My unique ability is writing these stories, pitching them. And then just spending time with great entrepreneurs. So that mm. that's, it's like, it's just fun. I, that's mm. what I do all day. And people are like, oh, how'd you do that? I go, well, this is how I, <laughs> this is how I did it. Learning from two years of trial and error and, and then doubling down on this, this model that works really well. Totally. What do you think the, the piece around personal development, <clears throat> like, what do you think is the thing that scares people? people about it or what do you think that is the thing that has people not investing more in because, themselves sorry i Maybe. stepped away from the mic so because people i think they don't even understand that they should not and i don't like to use the word should but that it's is so important to do that i as someone who was i don't want to say trapped but trapped in corporate um you don't get to explore that side of you you just don't even you don't even think about it and when you're an entrepreneur that's probably one of the most important things is to become self-aware to have mentors who can help you through that process to have people who can put you in a positive mindset to be around people that are that are um 
that are super positive and again very inspirational people so that's real those are the only people i surround myself with mm. so here's here's what happens when that happens um most of my older friends they i mean they're still friends but i don't talk to them anymore because they, they don't understand and what happens is you you create this whole new you you create all these new friends that get it and some of those friends become your clients my best friend who i talk to every day he's one of my newest clients um because he understands but you create a whole new um a whole new network of friends who like really get how you are and um and then the other folks who don't understand it's like well okay it's you know you just do what you want to do mm. and that's fine but um it, it, it helps you, again, I've said the word evolve a lot. I really feel like I've evolved as a human being. Mm. And most people, unfortunately, never get to really do that because they don't, mm. they're, they're in this bubble and I'm out of the bubble and mm. I'm just floating around, just enjoying my life. Mm -hmm. What I found to be true in entrepreneurship and one of the things that was really important to me when I looked at jumping into it mm -hmm. was... <laughs> At the time, what felt kind of like a silly thought, but now I'm realizing I'm like, this is the whole thing is getting paid to be me. And, and right. you know what I mean? And like not having somebody just come and give me money, but like, how do I create an experience where I'm just doing the things that I love? Right. And I get to hang out with people that I love hanging out with and I'm creating content that I love to create. Right. And really, it's just me operating at my highest and best. You're just doing what you like to do day -to -day anyway. Basis. Exactly. And uh, it's the fun part about it too has been continuing to explore all parts of me. I, th I think yep. entrepreneurship like begets expression and begets full expression. And Dude, like you're inside my brain, man. Love it. <laughs> So one of the things that you mentioned was like there were parts of yourself that you discovered or there are parts of yourself that you found. And I'm curious, like what are what are the parts of yourself that you didn't know were there that you found through becoming wow. an entrepreneur? I'm going to answer it like this. So my father died when I was 13. I always thought I was 100% like my dad. Um, I never thought there was any, I had, I never thought my mom and I had anything in common other than we really like butter and ice cream um <laughs> but so during this process my mom she has the hustle like and i say that in the best way she is a, a hustler and i respect her so much for that and i have realized that i am a really fucking good hustler mm -hmm. and it's been so fun to like to have that hustle, man, because it makes you feel so alive and uh, energized. And like, it's not just like bullshit hustle. It's like, I'm really helping people and my company is really like helping change people's lives too. Mm. So that I found that out about myself in, um, in such detail. And um, that only just grows and grows, man. And it, again, it's confidence. It's like, it's this um, euphoria of confidence and belief in yourself in corporate and even growing up and in college or whatever. I did not have that self-confidence at all. It just wasn't, it wasn't there. Like I was, I knew I was a good journalist and I, and I believed in myself in terms of getting to Chicago one day, which happened. But other than that, it wasn't, there wasn't much confidence. Mm. Now it's like, I, I just, um, I like, I feel like I radiate that when I come into a room now. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's, it's exciting for me to meet new people now, uh, to, 
go into a place of random folks and I'll be like, oh, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. Boom, 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 boom. And these people look at me like, oh my God, where the hell did you come from? I'm like, yeah. well, this is just, this is how it is, man. And you're like, you're really inspiring. I'm like, well, yeah, because I this is what I've done, man. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty great, and you can do it too. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the one thing I've the main thing I found out about myself. I love that. <clears throat> the thing that um <clears throat> I'm discovering even more recently is this sense of like calm. Yes. That I didn't know was possible. Good. That's a great answer. Um I, you know, the thing that it's funny you mentioned like this hustle mentality, this hustler, because mm-hmm. that you know that's how I that's how I survived. Like that's how I got through the end of high school. That's how I got right. through college. That's how I you know survives got the right word. That's the survival. <clears throat> and that's I right. and I was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna achieve as much as I possibly can mm-hmm. in the shortest period of time. You know, all all driven by yep. this idea that I wasn't enough as I was, and I needed to right. prove something to somebody. Yep. Um, but you know, and, and and interestingly, it worked in a sense. Like mm-hmm. I like I created results. I, well, I worked you at great survived. companies, and yeah, you I survived. survived. <clears throat> exactly. And so the cool thing now about being in the work that I'm doing it, because and this is the thing that I love about having a coaching business. It's almost like a double whammy because I'm starting my own company and I'm an entrepreneur. Right. And the work that I'm doing is this exact work, like right. taking a look at, you know, what are your core beliefs? What are my core beliefs? Because yep. I can only take my clients as far as I myself have gone. So so much of my work in my business has been internal work over the, you know, over of the past course. two years. Um, and, and what I've realized is it doesn't need to be this overwhelming, um, stressful, anxiety-inducing process. Nope. Like, I can actually be <laughs> calm and enjoy the things that I'm doing and be grateful for the things that I'm doing and um, enjoy yeah. the process and I, have fun. I, I don't know how, I don't know how you would have read my book yet mm-hmm. because like it's, <laughs> it would be impossible, mm-hmm. but it's um, one of the chapters in there is uh, appreciate the successes that you've had. Mm-hmm. So when I was corporate and growing up, like I got a full scholarship to University of Illinois, right? When I got that, I didn't even like, I think I celebrated for like two Go. seconds, right? Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. I'm like, um, and, uh, it, it was, uh, I was never really capable of doing that. And now like, um, I'm so thankful for this life and having this wonderful family. First and foremost, I have, a, I have the best family. My wife is amazing. My kids are wild as hell. And, uh, boy, they just beat the shit out of me all day, but they are great kids. And, uh, I get to I spend so much time with them and they're so smart and they have my, my wife's brain and with a little bit of my entrepreneurism melt molded in there. And, uh, it's so nice to be able to have this calmness. And I, I think we talked about it before this, um, like it's satisfaction and mm. then, it's satisfaction, and then that leads to, eventually it leads to bliss. I'm somewhere in between satisfaction and bliss. Mm. Um, mm. Bliss is definitely coming because, what? so one, I don't need, there's no worrying about money. Financially, I'm going to be fine. Mm. I'm doing what I love to do. I don't have to worry about someone telling me what to do because I will just not work with them. Yeah. <laughs> I see my family when I want to see them. I work with the people I want to work with. There's, there's nothing to complain about at all. And it is such a feeling of immense satisfaction and joy to be able to say that. And I know it's so rare that people, most people never even think about getting to that point, but even beyond that, most people act, most people never achieve it. 
So to be able to achieve that and genuinely appreciate this life and then and be able to share that with others in terms of how you can do it and then what really matters it's it's a it's a tremendous feat i mean it is it's it's amazing because this, this is the kind of life people should be living like mm-hmm. genuinely this is mm-hmm. this is what people are they're supposed to help people and they're supposed to have this happiness mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be a grind 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 it, that's not what life is supposed to be mm-hmm. and um man it's it's just it's just very 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 rewarding and i'm very thankful and very blessed for sure um, one of the other things that, and you didn't say this directly, but, um, I heard in your speaking was this also this idea of being present, yes. and being more present. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I was, um, if you're familiar with Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle, uh, Eckhart Tolle, he wrote the power now, okay. um, in a book, uh, called a new earth and, um, all that to say it's about the power of presence and mm. being present. And I don't know what it was about where I was mentally, you know, a couple of months ago when I was reading this book, but as I was reading it, I, it, something just finally clicked for me. Mm. And I started to understand that the anxiety and the worry and the overwhelm that I've experienced for, you know, probably the past decade or so, um, really comes from just not being present. That's ex- dude, a hundred percent. So like, I, I, this, this dovetails to what you're saying. So my biggest paranoia, and that's what it was for sure, um, was adjusting to getting paid every two weeks to this, this lifestyle of getting paid. So for example, I would, instead of appreciating making 30, 40, $50,000 in a month, which is, it's, that's unbelievable. I would think like, Oh fuck. I in two months from now, I don't have a pay. I don't have a paycheck coming in, which that makes no fucking sense, but it takes, it takes, um, it takes time for your brain to adjust to that when you've been doing the other thing, paycheck every two weeks, every two weeks, every two weeks for 20 Mm -hmm. plus years. Mm Mm-hmm. So again, this I'll keep bringing up strategic coach. Dan Sullivan's one of the co-founders. He had a video about entrepreneurs. Um, he recommends that they adopt a an entertainer's mindset in terms of getting paid. And this video, I'll give you the cliff notes. It totally changed my life. An entertainer gets paid a lot of money to perform. Mm-hmm. So when people hire me, they pay me a lot of money to perform my unique ability. Then entertainers take a long time, could be weeks, could be months. They take time off to recharge and rest for their next big performance. Mm. So there might be three weeks where I don't get paid or four, whatever, four weeks. And so over time, as my brain shifted, I understood that that's how the business cycle works and that there would be clients in four or five months from now that weren't even in my life at this point. Mm. So instead of worrying about four or five months from now, which this took, this took years Mm -hmm. of changing my brain. Um, I was focused on the present in terms of like, Oh my God, I just made more money in a month than I had in, you know, um, another thing that strategic coach calls it is, uh, the gap versus the gain. It's, uh, the gap is like, oh, uh, I made two hundred thousand this year, but I should have made three hundred thousand. Mm. The gain is like, oh my god, I made two hundred thousand dollars this year. So when you mm, when you change nice. your brain like that, it's uh, it, it again, it changes everything. But it, it takes time to mold and, and and massage like all this bullshit that I had to learn for twenty years out of it, mm. and then actually focus on the right stuff. 
Totally. That practice, <clears throat> just practice. Practice, it's practice, and it's, and it's it, again, so you, you talked about how you become self-aware. So when you practice this and you reinforce it time and time again and time and time again and time and time again and time and time again, then it does start to sink in. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of my mentors is, uh, I don't want to give his full name. His, his, full, his uh, first name is Gary. He's, um, he is, he's so brilliant. So he's a financial guy, but um, he was first in his Army Rangers graduating class. And he's, he's I mean, he's floating. So he, he describes like when he's at most at calm is when he's driving a car 200 miles an hour, um, which I don't understand that, but he, he's, that's the kind of person he is. Yeah. And so he's like, he can train his brain. If he said, if he continued to train his brain, train his brain, train his brain, that the sky was black, eventually he would look up and the sky would mm. be black. Even in the middle of the day, it would be black. And mm. that's the type of brain training mm-hmm. that that I have done, not to turn the sky a different color, but in terms of understanding business cycles and how this life is to focus more on the present, to bring it back to your question. Totally. It's like where the, it's almost like where the opportunity starts is in your brain, like your ability to actually see the opportunity, take advantage of the opportunity. Right. Like it all starts internally. Yes. It has very little to do with what's happening externally because whatever's, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. <clears throat> um, the other piece too, you know, that I, that I found, especially in, in talking with a lot of un- other entrepreneurs is this idea of um, well-being. Like how do you take care of yourself to mm-hmm. be able to, to have those performances? And that's the thing, you know, um, the thing that I know about you, obviously you're a hustler, you're out, you're doing a lot of things. So I'd be curious, like, how do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you take care of yourself? How do you recharge? So I run, uh, for the past 15 plus years, I've run six times a week outside, no matter the weather conditions. Um, that's been built into me. I'm a person, a creature of habits. Uh, when it comes to that, I'm extremely focused. Um, so if I, I would never leave my wife and God, God, I mean, God, she's a saint, but if she ever stopped me from running, <laughs> she knows like, do Bad not news. interrupt my Bad running. News. That is a deal breaker. <laughs> um, I have, uh, what is it? Is January, this will come on February. So I've seen a therapist for the last 14 months, maybe. Nice. Cool. And that has been a game changer as well. Because to your point about, and I remember you posted something about that on, I don't know, that was two years ago maybe. And so that's been great because it's, to your point about the six-year-old person and all this trauma, like that's a lot of all this stuff. And it's good. I, I see her once a week or once every other week. And um, it's people who don't believe in therapy, um, and I was one of those people, um, mm. it's it's something that I would highly recommend because I, I think people don't understand why they why they do certain things that it's more ingrained in them mm-hmm. um, and they just don't know why. And that's been hugely beneficial to, again, changing my brain and living more in the presence. And mm-hmm. so again, just even talking about this, I wouldn't have talked about that a year yeah. ago, but now it's like it's just it's um, it's okay and I think will help people to kind of like tell them about what I've what I've gone through and then how, uh, I take care of myself cause I yeah. really take care of myself. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Oh yeah. Cause I think that's a huge part of the conversation is just talking more openly about it. 100%. I'm a firm believer. I think everybody should go to therapy. <laughs> I think um, to I've therapy. met, uh, I don't think I've met anyone who, uh, um, 
wouldn't benefit from therapy in some some regard. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like um, <laughs> the way that uh, that I like to talk about adulthood is basically as an adult, you're just sort of like unfucking yourself from what happened to you. As that a is kid. correct. <laughs> That's basically yes. That is yep. Because <laughs> everyone had right. stuff, and it, you know, it it might not be like big, you know, big T trauma, like something you know terrible, like. Um, whatever it is, but there are, there are micro things that you pick up along the way about, you know, who you are and your value and your worth and everybody's got something. And like the, this is the thing that, that just, I just keep coming back to like the thing that everyone is looking for in the success, in the money, in the recognition, in the fame is, is wholeness. That's what everybody wants. That's what everybody's looking for is like this sense of peace and this sense of satisfaction. And it doesn't come from any of that. It all comes from doing the internal internal work and it all comes from healing. Um, And it requires a totally different uh, approach, a a totally different kind of courage and a totally different type of intentionality and and mindset, um, which at this point in time seems to be sort of counterintuitive. So it's cool. And I'm really glad to be in the place that I'm in and being able to talk to more people about it and, um, you know, spread the word and, and make it more accessible and let people know like, Hey, like it's not, it might be scary in the beginning, but it's worth it. Like everything that you're looking for is on the other side of that. And so that is a perfect summation of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. It's definitely mm-hmm. scary at the beginning, but if you put in the effort, you're very uh, focused, intentional, you take care of yourself that the, the getting through it and on the other side is the, it's, it's, it's there. It's mm-hmm. definitely, it's there. And again, that's why I talked to, again, all my friends pretty much now are entrepreneurs because they have been uh, through the battles, through all the ups and downs. And, and for the most part, now they're just living these, um, they're living these amazing lives of such peace mm-hmm. that they're doing what they want to do. They're spreading joy. And it's like, it's again, I, I used to think this shit sounded gimmicky and bullshit and all, but it, it's lit, it's true. Like it's just mm. how, and I probably felt that because I didn't understand it. And I was, uh, you know, upset in my own head probably that I wasn't feeling the same way. Mm. So it's, um, it's great to be on the other, the other side of it. And, and I think the other thing that, that, um, you know, maybe you didn't mention, but like making more money does not, and this is one of the chapters in my book, but making more money does not make you happier. <laughs> it was uh, like the, the, a year ago, about, about a year ago. Now I made more money in a year than I by, by f- three or four times than I'd ever had as a journalist. And I had never been more miserable in my entire mm. life. Like ne- and nothing, just horror. That's why I started thinking, seeing a therapist because I'm like, this is, the, you know, oh, I should, I'm making all this money. I should be happy, right? Mm. And it's not, it's, it's not, um, that's not how it works. Mm. The joy in my life comes from having this piece of uh, being with my family and 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 working with the right people and and surrounding myself with people who are uh, who are doing all these great things. That's that's mm. what is, is brings the joy. It's it's nice. It is nice to make more money. I do a lot of cool things now that I wouldn't have done before. But um, but that's not. I, mean, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who make tens of millions of dollars and, and, uh, they never got to see their families or they mm. never even had families. And I just see this look, this look of, uh, this sadness 
um, in them that they devoted mm-hmm. their whole life to work and they didn't do anything else. And it's very sad when I when I talk because you know they're gonna die and you're, what are you gonna do with all that money? So mm-hmm. um, having money is nice, but it's like not it's it doesn't lead to more happiness. Mm-hmm. In starting your business, obviously when you had already had kids and you know had been married for a while, I'm curious what that experience was like for you growing at the rate that you did and you know also having a family. Uh overwhelming. Um Wow. This is a really good interview, dude. Um I didn't understand the business cycle yet um when i started the business and again it took two full years to understand that so knock on wood my company's always been very profitable especially considered to my salary as a journalist but um like the the drive to get more and more and more and more and more and more and more that's that's it's unsustainable it's not the way to it's not what you should be focusing on it's focusing on the right people who who will not cause stress and it's not worrying about three or four months down the road. It's, it's focusing on the positives of now. And, Mm. um, that's, that's again, how my, how my brain has changed in in so many good, constructive, positive ways. But I never, I mean, I never expected any of this. I had no idea. I didn't know what a W9 was before I started my business. Mm. Cause like, why the hell would you, I mean, you're in corporate. Why the hell would you know that? I didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. Nothing. I didn't know what, how to write a contract. So I've had to learn all that. And now, now I'm at the point where, um, the company's doing great. And now I've started to slowly, but strategically scale it. Mm. Um, meaning having some freelance writers do some of the stories. I have a virtual assistant now, which has been amazing because she can help send out contracts or schedule meetings. And I think she scheduled this meeting, didn't she? Yeah, Susanna. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so Susanna. She's Susanna. In, and she lives in Virginia. She's <laughs> nice. amazing. So it's like, um, it's allowed me to focus more and more and more on my unique ability. And it's just, um, it's an evolution as a person and as a business owner, but more as a person. I feel like I've been rambling in these answers, but like, I just like, I'm so passionate about this stuff and I have so much, so many things I want to share with people that I really think can help them. That like, it's just, it's just like the stuff pours out of me. Mm. So I wrote, I wrote the book in 43 days, right? Yeah. Cause it was like, boom, boom, it's, boom. Yeah, it's like, no, that's not normal. <laughs> I know that, but like I can write a chapter in 15 minutes yeah. and, um, because it this this all of this was in it was uh, it was just inside me because I'm like I like I just have to tell people this mm-hmm. and there was never even an intention to write the book mm-hmm. and now it's just like all these people are like oh you have to write a book about all the stuff you learned I'm like okay so I just did it and then boom 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 and it's done and I just can't wait for it to come out because it's uh, I, I know it's going to change a lot of people's lives and it's again mm-hmm. that's that I never would have said that three years ago and now I'm yeah. just like I know this will help people for sure yeah so this book when does the book come out yeah this book huh this, this amazing book that was never supposed to be a book and now it is a book just like I was never supposed to have a company and now I have a company and now it's an amazing company <laughs> I'm breaking all the norms all the norms man so um Again, you can go to brepicbusiness.com. You can start sign up for, uh, I don't know, you're going to put that on the... On the yeah, I will. Or, you yeah. feel free to share anywhere that folks can find you too. Yeah, but if you can put that when you 
launched yep. this with the brevicbusiness.com. So the uh, the publisher I work with, Rebecca, I mentioned her before, but her her company only creates uh, international bestsellers. And so I'm like, oh, man. And but again, she was introduced to me from somebody in my high-level network, and, and uh, I'm not answering your question yet. But uh, it comes out May 19th on Amazon, and then uh, soft cover, it'll be June or July. So now I'm planning a giant book launch party. Uh, I don't know what where it's going to be. It'll be in Chicago somewhere, but some high-level place. And I've talked to a really amazing band that, that might be playing at it. And it's but, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Why not, just, right? And they're, <laughs> and they're a good, they're like super, they're amazing. Um, I don't want to give that away in case it just blows up. But but um, yeah, I throw I throw these awesome parties no now. i just love that you're now in the place where like this is the like that's this not is part of work this right? is just like, part of no this is part of um <laughs> this is this is how it is this isn't i mean this is again so most people won't understand what the hell i'm talking about but the ones who are my clients will understand it um so yeah may 19th man like it's uh it's it's um so how my brain works is like, you know, I just wrote it like it wasn't a big deal. And so um, I'm the kind of person that can just like do something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll just go out and do it. And other people are like, oh, my God, how did you do that? I go, I don't I just did it. Um, but when it actually does come out, um, I'm I'm really excited to see how it goes, because I know based on the interest of people reaching out to me constantly about this. And then I'm seeing the people signing up to be on the pre-order list and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then knowing who my publisher is and no, I, the, the book reviewers I have for this, they are really very high level, amazing people and they have giant networks too. And, um, and I was talking to my publisher the other day. She's like, because I'm just like kind of like whatever, right? And she's like, no, dude, this is going to like, <laughs> don't understand. It's going to like blow up and you just have to be prepared for it. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> fine. So because <laughs> hey, I got to run a book fair next week. So that's, <laughs> no, I do it for my kids at their school. Yeah. But that causes immense dread, by the way. Yeah. I'm not good at that, but I'm trying. And then, um, so it's going to be cool to to see when this, when it comes out and it's a, um so I got this other guy who's, who's uh, this amazing, amazing entrepreneur. I'm going to help him start another business pretty soon. Um, and he he introduced me to this guy in uh, a state in the South, okay? I don't want to give up this. And he's like, yeah, this guy will just throw a, an event for you for 500 people in a giant convention, and all of them will buy your books. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so speaking in a state in the South and talking about this, and that'll, that's just how it'll be man reach out to you in like six months and be like justin let's get together and you'd be like i'm on my international book tour um so um <laughs> so the I, I was on the pto uh, uh-huh. i i still run the book fair but i had to i had to resign from the pto because i, really? I just couldn't like i couldn't invest any more time in it because mm. it was i uh, they're like <laughs> going on a book tour i can't do this yeah. anymore so i'm still actively involved with the kids but like yeah, yeah not on the pto anymore um, so I get felt, their dances, but I felt, I tell you, I felt bad about it because it's like, I wanted, you know, I wanted to produce exceptional results, you know, you, you know, for everything. And it's like, I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I knew my limitations for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, man, it's, uh, it's just the beginning of this. And, uh, 
like I'll be going to California to be my publisher hosts some big speaking events there. So I'll be going there um, in November of this year. So it's already like months and months out. And um, she explained it to me like you can market a book for years, for years and years and years and years mm-hmm. and years. And so we'll, we'll see where it goes, man. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. That was a long fucking answer. Love dude. it. But it's Thanks for sharing. <laughs> May 19th. Book's May coming 19th. out May 19th. <laughs> I don't usually respond. Like, I don't usually um, give these long answers because, like, as a journalist, it's boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. But, yeah. like, this that's why I like this format, and I was looking forward to this interview because, like, one, you really know how to ask questions, like, really deep diving questions. You, you would have been a good journalist. Thanks. Yeah, no, you, you, you know you would have been because this is a natural thing for yeah. you, right? You don't even, this isn't even hard for you. Yeah, this podcast is going to be big, man. Now that's you just got to get bigger and bigger, bigger names. Totally. Yeah. That's and that's the cool your goal, piece about right? it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's the, and, 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 you know, I was thinking about it too. Well, a couple of things. One was I wanted to do this for a while and it was this question of like, how do I start? When do I start? And then eventually getting to the place where I'm like, I'm just going to start and Why not? we'll figure it out as just we go along. Just do it, along. man. Yeah, exactly. That's and, what I said about the book. I'm just going to fucking do it. And one thing that I'm realizing now is the, the, the conversations that I really want to have here, like they might touch on strategy or how to or tips or like whatever it is. But really the stuff that I'm interested in is like the the human piece of yes. it. Like what's it actually like to to go through this? Like what are the things that you're struggling with? Because yes. that's the stuff that that actually allows people to see themselves in the successes that you've had and hopefully has them thinking like, oh, I, I can actually do that too. Like we're uh, the same person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so um, the way I explain it to clients and potential clients or people who just want to know about what I do, I go, for the most part, nobody cares what you do. They care about who you are. Yeah. But if they care about who you are, they will care about what you do. Yeah. So it's it's the human element. That's what's missing in this in this PR bullshit is these goddamn press releases. They're just awful. And mm. uh, I've been I deal with this shit for 20 years. It's stupid press releases that get sent to me. Mm. And so I created this model where it's like, let's just tell real stories, man. And just let's just do it the right way and give, give something that actually serves the journalist mm. and mm-hmm. makes it interesting and something that people actually care about. And then a byproduct of that is that your business gets all this great exposure. So, so everybody wins yeah. and we're all happy. And, and again, it's just feeding the way my brain thinks anyway to tell all these great stories. So this, this pod, this is, this podcast is a home run, dude. It's Thanks. a home run. Thanks man. Thank you. So where else can people find you? Oh, they can find me on LinkedIn. I've got 17,500 followers there, but, uh, I post a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. Um, but if you go to brepicllc.com, B-R-E-P-I-C-L-L-C.com, you can, that's my website or whatever. But uh, yeah, just reach out, man. I'm, uh, and then brepicbusiness.com is the, the book website. You can sign up for, um, you know, be on the email list and join this epic movement of awesome people. And I had to get the word epic in there just Love because it. it's yeah, funny. Favorite word. <laughs> the uh, last two pieces that I like to end with, one is what's a piece of wisdom that you have for oh, folks? God. <laughs> Give me enough. <laughs> Jesus. To elevate <laughs> themselves, their communities in the world. Okay. Is that, okay, so you want me to answer that. Okay. So this one person the other day, he's super high-level entrepreneur, and he asked me, he goes, what, what is something that you – something else you really want people to know about you. And I thought about it for a minute. I really thought about it. And and then it just popped into my head and go, 
I fucking care. That is the main thing. Actually care about people. If you say you're going to do something or you're going to help someone, actually do it. And you're like, oh, hey, we need to meet up. Actually follow through and do that. Do what you say you're going to do. That is the advice. Mm. I cannot tell you how many people tell me they're going to do something and they don't follow up. It's just, it's like a car salesman mentality. It's just awful. Mm. And um, that's the one thing, man. Just care about people. It's yeah. really not that hard. Just be nice and care about them. Yeah. I hear integrity in that too. Yeah. Just having to, it's, it's not that. So again, I've had to learn this about myself as well. In, in journalism, it's like, you know, people needed me to tell stories. So I was the one that they reached out to. And on the business end, it's you have to reach out to people and you have to care about people first. They're, they're, you have to give, you have to care, you have to be nice. And that it's that's and it it's not a it's it shouldn't be a task. It should be something that you just do naturally. And and over time I've learned that not only is it imperative and be, be extremely important, but it's the right thing to do, and it feels good to actually do it and help people. So mm. care about people. Just care. Awesome. There was a weird echo when I said that. Did you hear that? It's echoey in here. It's echoey. When you yeah. get a carpet. It's like a cave, man. Hangings. <laughs> wall hangings. Um, <clears throat> cool. So the way that I like to cl- close out the show is with acknowledgments. So, Justin, are you open to me acknowledging you? Oh, sure. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, now I am. Three years ago, I wasn't. <laughs> I'll take it now. Yeah. Um, Justin, uh, thanks for fucking caring. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah. I, I think the the one of the biggest things that I want to acknowledge you for is like, thanks for just being so incredibly committed. Mm. Like when I think of you, I think of the word commitment like just being so dedicated to your craft, what you do, being so dedicated to your clients, being so dedicated to your family. Like thanks for just like being a man of your word and and being integrity everywhere. Um, Thanks for being super open and vulnerable and transparent here. Like I know that everyone listening is gonna get a lot out of what you shared and I totally understand that that, (laughs) that's a newer um, uh, practice for you, like being open and honest in that way. So thanks for doing that. Um, Thanks for, Thanks for doing the inner work and like doing the healing work. Um, I see that in so many ways as like the reason that we're here to come back to wholeness. And it also takes like a certain level of courage to be able to look that stuff in the face (laughs) and work it out and take ownership of it. Um, And I I think the the other thing that I really want to acknowledge you for is like, thanks for your humility. Like it's, it's really inspiring to see like the the growth that your business has had over the last three years is extraordinary, extraordinary. And I think it's just, it just speaks to the character of who you are in the way that you talk about it as like any, like anybody can do this. Like there's nothing, you know, it, it's, it hasn't been anything special. I've just been, you know, shown up and I've committed and I've focused and I've surrounded myself with the right people. And I think that's so incredibly inspiring because it shows that the people that those things are possible for them. They can have, they can have those kinds of opportunities. They can have that kind of experience. Um, so thanks for just being such an inspiration. Thanks for being so incredibly well connected and continuing to connect people. Thanks for being so humble. Thanks for being so compassionate. Um, and thanks a lot for being on the show. So, um, thank you. Um, I've done a lot of interviews. This is definitely the best interview I've ever been a part of for sure. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show and want to stay up to date on new episodes or other special offers, I'd invite you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if there's ever anything I can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. See you next time.